All right, folks, welcome back again. Barely Alive Podcast. Kyle and Bubba took a couple weeks off so I could get my, <laughs> so I can just get myself together. I started a new schedule at work. So sorry if you were expecting an episode last week. We didn't get to it. Um, that's mostly my fault. So I apologize. But Bubba, how you doing? I'm doing well. I survived Joaquin. And um, <laughs> here in Ohio, it was really bad. So, oh, really? Um, was it? Yeah, I had to batten down the hatches. And I am safe now. Because but anyway, that five mile an hour breeze really Jim took Cantor, a toll on your. Jim Cantor told me what to do. Yeah, and I went from there. And, it's and you all saved good. and you saved the lawn furniture, correct? Absolutely. All right, awesome. All right, folks, uh, another awesome show for you today. Uh, we are super excited uh, about our guests that we have on today because if you've been listening to our shows, we are huge Walking Dead fans, and this has been our top priority for the past two weeks now because we have on the line Vincent M. Ward from Season 2 of The Walking Dead. Vincent, thanks for being on the show, man. How you doing? Season 3, baby. Season season 3? Oh, I thought it was Season (laughs) 2. Sorry, that's my fault. IMDB lied to me. I'm sorry. That's my fault. So you didn't sleep Liars. with. So you didn't sleep with Lori, right? <laughs> Man, I'm the baby daddy. <laughs> All right, Vincent. I'm really glad we have you on here. And the number one question on my mind, Oscar, what was he in for? You know what? It's crazy because I didn't know what I was in for until I went back and listened to one of the lines that Lou Temple said. Lou uh, played Axel. Right, and yeah. he, he made a he made his comment saying I was in for B and E, breaking and entering. Hell, I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I wasn't sure. Breaking and entering. I wasn't sure if they gave you any kind of uh, background with Oscar, or you had to kind of create your own, or anything like that. Uh, no, man, no. <laughs> we were just there. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, because we discussed this before the show. Uh, we really wanted to ask you that because when Bubba brought it up to me, I'm sitting there going, you know, we really never did find out what Oscar was in for. And I'm curious as to if you did know how that, what kind of bearing that had on how you portrayed your character and everything. If if Kirkman or somebody let you know and, and they just didn't, just, just decided not to disclose it or or whatever. But I guess we'll, we'll never know. I guess it was breaking yeah. the hearing, apparently. Like I but. said, I found, I found out during one of the lines when, when, when Axel said, and Oscars, he's in here for DNA and he's not even good at it. <laughs> 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 all right, well, so folks, now we know. <laughs> all right, but you know what? You know, I always, t- I always tell people, just because a person is in prison or in jail, it doesn't make them a bad person. They just, they, they just had a, it's made a bad choice, a bad decision in life. Because clearly, my my character wasn't a bad guy. Yeah, I was no, in there for breaking and entering, trying to, you know, get money to help my my family because that's what I was trying to do. That was my whole thing of getting out. To get to my family, yeah, definitely. I, I definitely picked that up from your character as well. That Oscar didn't seem like he was a guy who he didn't seem like the prison type. He j- like you said, mm-hmm. he just seemed like he made a bad choice, mm-hmm. and he's actually a really good guy. It's just you know desperate times, and that's how it ended up. Yeah, well, definitely. Or he could have just been playing everybody, and you did numerous B and E's, and you finally got caught. Could be too. <laughs> you might have asked Kirkman now. Ask Kirkman that, but you know, I'm pretty sure he doesn't care. <laughs> now, did you um have you read any of the books prior to, or did you watch? Um, are you watching now? I had no clue what The Walking Dead was, man. 
Hmm. When I got hired on, I, they was like, um, I said, well, what is it about? And they said, it's about zombies. I said, well, who's watching TV about zombies? <laughs> Come to find out everybody's watching TV about zombies. So I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't a fan of it. I wasn't, you know, I never watched the show or the comic books. And honestly, I don't watch it now. Do you I might watch like the, the season finale or the mid-season or the first show. Just like this, you know, Sunday, I'm, I'm actually having a, my first viewing, well, not my first, my second viewing party. You know, just, to, you know, get, get people involved and have a little fun, have something to do. Do you think that was uh, <laughs> uh, easier for you to go into the role, not having any kind of background on it? Well, it's happened, that, that, that's definitely happened to me before. To me, if you're an actor, you're an actor. I don't care if you've never seen a show before. There's a whole bunch of shows that you, that what they call pilots. That's, that you've never seen before. Right. So I just go in and I, you know, they say, well, we want you to do it like this, and I just do it like that. So, so. I just want to go over uh, uh, just a, f- a few of the things. Like, you've been in a lot of stuff. As I kind of look more into your career and and everything it's just like you have been in quite you've been involved in quite a few things whether it's you know a small role or more of a or more of a, of a bigger supporting role and i just want like mm-hmm. uh, two broke girls psych wilfred csi ncis desperate housewives true blood uh you had a run on the starter wife as Bo. um but one of the most interesting things that i saw here is i mean you're not only in like TV and sh- and like you know just TV and movies. You've done short films. You've even been in video games. You were in Grand Theft Auto Four. You're one of the local like random people on the street voices. <laughs> you know what? I just found that out. You, and really? the reason why I'm saying that, yeah, I just found that out uh, probably probably maybe four or five months ago, and I did that like maybe two years ago. Wow, because when wow. you go in for stuff like that, you think you think The Walking Dead is secretive. So are these video games very secretive? I think they never even told me what I was in there auditioning for. And when I got this part, they still wouldn't tell me. <laughs> really? Wow. So, uh, really? so I'm just I'm just like, oh, so he's that guy that when I'm speeding down the street and I get too close to him, he's like, what the fuck? Like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. And awesome. the reason it caught my attention a few months ago is because I saw it on my IMDb. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> it's like, oh, I am that guy. Oh, so that's what that was for. Oh, okay. That's, that's so got to be, up, that's I, gotta I be funny. I ended up calling my old agent and asking them. They were like, yeah, that's what that voiceover was for. And I never knew until like a few months ago. Wow, that's interesting. I had no idea that that was really the the whole process that went into something like that. Because I figured it's like, oh, Grand Theft Auto. That's you figured they would advertise what kind of work it is, so they'd get mm-hmm. you know a, a big turnout. But is that kind of a problem, or, or you know, or do they not have to do that? It's just there's enough people looking for work that they'll they'll all show up. Well, you know, that's up to your your agent or your manager. Okay. You know, they, they, they send you what they call a breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like that for, you know, the, theatrical stuff or TV stuff. And if you fit that description, then that's what you go in for. Okay. I mean, it's just like The Walking, it's just like the walking Dead. When I went in for that, I didn't go in for Oscar. I went in for a character named Mouse. Huh. <laughs> and who, I don't even yeah. who was Mouse? <laughs> uh, what a lot of, you know what it, it's sort of sad because a lot of shows get leaked nowadays mm-hmm. 
So they make fake sides or oh, give you okay. a fake audition. I got you. Well, I think you yep. made a better Oscar than a mouse, so we'll go with that. <laughs> but you oh, know, when, once okay. I, the first day I got to set, right, the guy who played Big Tiny, mm-hmm. you know, we were all sitting around saying, introducing ourselves or whatnot. And he was like, yeah, I'm here because I'm, I'm, I'm playing mouse. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> I'm playing mouse. <laughs> <laughs> so me and him had the same face size. Yeah. So, and it's sad that it has to be like that. I mean, most actors should know by now to keep your mouth shut. I actually saw something on Facebook, uh, I think it was like last year, right? And there was this guy, he was saying, he was on there saying that, yeah, I got a part on uh, The Walking Dead. And I'm like, uh-oh. Wow. That's a death wish, isn't it? Like, yeah. Like, you, and, get, you get cut um, for stuff like it that, back, right? It got back to the people, and, you know, he no longer had a job. Wow. So yeah. I, mean, I mean, I know with a popular show like that, they want absolutely nothing getting out at all. So that honestly, that really doesn't surprise me much that that would happen. Yeah. But so you're going in, you're thinking you're going to be Mouse, and all of a sudden, <laughs> your your Oscar uh, was it was it like Mouse like what Mouse who was I don't know was it still like a did you still know that you were going to be a prisoner at least or you just had no idea? Yeah, I knew I knew it was some dealing with with prison. And honestly, my character, Mouse, my character, Oscar, was close to the character of Mouse as far as, like, you know, the way he acted and everything. Mm-hmm. So my, my audition was really close to how it really truly was compared to, like, some of the other guys' auditions. Did you, uh, did they let you know ahead of time how many episodes you were going to be in? They do, but that really doesn't mean anything. And what I mean by that is just like, you know, we all know T-Doll, Irony Singleton, probably one of the greatest guys ever. Mm-hmm. And he was told two and a half episodes. And look how many look how many years he did. He did like three and a half years. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think it goes a lot on your popularity or, you know, they see something in you. And I really truly thought I was going to be there longer than what I was originally signed on for because I thought Oscar had done enough to be part of the group, you know, especially when T Dog left. But I guess they had to make room for Tyrese. So I'm not going to say anything. We, no. we get what you're saying. <laughs> it seems seems to be I'm a common what, just, seems to be a I'm common thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> and they got they got the Reverend now too. So it's just, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. All right. Enough about that. <laughs> yeah, what a strange coincidence. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, so I, it's not a horror movie, folks. Come no, on. And <laughs> scene. All right. So, oh, I, I just I want to ask you a little bit more about what it was like on set. I mean, obviously, you know, you interacted with, you know, all the main people there. I mean, offset, things like that. I mean, what were they like? Did you get to interact with them at all? Did you get to know them any? Like, what was it like working with guys like Norman Reedus and Andrew Lincoln and folks like that? You know what? Everybody was really nice. Everybody was cool. I can't say that we hung out because you know, after those long days of standing in that being in that hot weather, and you know, you just thinking about going home and getting in the bed. You yeah, know, I can imagine. I mean, 
we might hang out a little bit at the conventions, but that's about it, man. I, you know, when I see those guys, you know, it's a mutual respect. Hey, man, how you doing? Whoop de whoop, whatever, whatever. But it's only like a couple people that I really talk to on a regular basis. Well, who do you and still that's, talk um, to? Lou, Lou Temple, um, okay. Irony, um, uh, Travis Love. Okay. It's like a few people. I mean, it's just like if you're at work and you're at your nine to five. Mm-hmm. You don't click with everybody, but you have respect for each other, you know? Yeah. And it might be one person that you might hang out with or whatnot. And yeah. definitely Luke Temple. Luke Temple is definitely like the person that, out of everybody, that I've really, really, truly grown close to. And we're we're actually talking about doing some things together because we had chemistry on the set as well as off the set. Very cool. Absolutely. What what kind of things if you uh, are you allowed to tell us? Yeah, but well, you know, I've been trying to I've been trying to get Lou to do this whole um, like Danny Glover, Mel Gibson type thing. You know, Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder type thing. Oh, okay. But he's like <laughs> he's like I don't want to do that. You know, I'm like, dude, we have the chemistry to do it. And then like the other day, he called me talking about let's start doing like creating a YouTube channel and creating a buzz. Just us out doing stuff, talking to people, just having fun like we always do. Right. You could actually, so, why don't you do a see no evil, hear no evil sequel? Mm, <laughs> there you go. Man, I've been trying to get Lou to, to do something, you know, but hey, Lou moves at his own pace. So do I, but I'm ready to do make some things up. The pace of the mustache. <laughs> yeah. Right. I must ask you a question and shave it later or something. (laughs) (laughs) No, shave it for later. It'll be great. (laughs) So I I do want to talk to you because I did notice a couple of new things that you have been working on. And, you know, you know, you can if you can't divulge a whole lot, we'll understand. But I at least wanted to ask you about them because, you know, obviously you've done more than just The Walking Dead. And obviously and I want to know more about what you've been up to lately. Um, Tell Mm -hmm. can you tell what can you tell us about Abigail's Destiny, this new show that's coming out? Um, I'm trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do. <laughs> so I'm playing that's, a character called Mouse. <laughs> His name's Mouse. So, <laughs> you heard it here first, I, I, folks. I don't know. Hey, honestly, I'm like, what? what is that? I can't even remember what the hell it is. So I don't know. I don't know about that one. I can tell you about the other one. It is crazy. That's the first thing on my IMDb. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, what do you know about right now that you're aware of that you've done? Well, actually, I'm gonna I'll actually. I know that, about I Live Evil with Tony Todd of Vladimir Coolidge that's coming out. Ooh. It's actually it's like a zombie spoof, mm-hmm. funny horror movie with Tony Todd. Uh, I, yeah, Tony Todd, aka yeah. Candyman. Candyman. Yeah. I, I, I get to see it for the first time the end of this month because I've never even seen it. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's like that sometimes, man. Sometimes we don't see stuff until you and I see it. Wow. Wow. Well, I mean, that's yeah, cool because we, just, we, we talked with, uh, we're just, talking with Courtney Palm. She's also I'm worked sorry. with, uh, oh, it's okay. I'm sorry. Um, she, she actually just did a movie not too long ago with Tony Todd called Sushi Girl. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny how we're, we're talking. We've talked to you. We've talked to her. It's like we're. More and more people have a connection to Tony Todd, and we're also working Tony to Todd, on the show. Tony Todd is the new Kevin Bacon. I've decided. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he is. So, uh, yeah. Tony Todd is the king. He's the king of DVD. <laughs> Straight to he's DVD. The king of DVD. <laughs> Boom. 
And I mean, that's not, I mean, that's not, you know, putting him down or anything, because I have much respect for him. But, it, it, you know, it's something that's funny. Um, he was just on a soap opera recently, right? Yeah. And the young, the young lady that he was playing her dad, I just did something with her in a, in a, in a, on a, a movie called Foreplay. Now, in the movie Foreplay, I was trying to hit on her and, you know, get with her or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the audition for the soap opera to play her dad. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> and, of course, Tony Todd got the part. I'm like, I don't even look old enough to be the girl's dad. <laughs> it's just, I am hitting on her, trying to be with her, just be playing her dad. You know, I mean, I understand I got eight grandkids, but still, I still don't look like it. <laughs> That's too funny how you can go from one extreme to the other like that, going, oh, hey, yeah. wasn't I just hitting on you? Yeah, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, clean your room. <laughs> it's just like a young, uh, uh, a friend of mine named Jahan Jones, he's like the king of all these funny videos. One time he played my right-hand man, like, you know, we were some bad guys or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing, next time he, we worked together, he was playing my son. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, I, so I don't understand what casting is doing, but I don't ask no questions. I'm just going and doing those sports. There's keeping you on your toes, man. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, man. You, you got to be able to separate yourself and then look at that person as a different character. And, yeah, Bubba hit it right on the head. Yeah, it keeps you on your toes. <laughs> yeah, because and... the guy, he's actually as old as my oldest son. I have a son that's 25 and I have a daughter that's 27. So... Huh. Well, there you go. Then, it, then the role probably came pretty naturally to you. You know, <laughs> yeah. It um, there was one more thing I wanted to ask you about. Um, you know, regards you know newer, newer things that you're doing. Um, John wins mm-hmm. Mirror Mirror. I read the synopsis mm-hmm. for this movie, and I really want to see it. Uh, so, so tell us more about that. I actually play a pastor in that man. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm not a good pastor though. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's. <laughs> You didn't get that I'm role married. in The Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm married. I'm fooling around on my wife. All types of stuff, man. But right now, what they did is, it's only a short. It's a short film. I mean, like real short, maybe eight minutes. Oh wow! And um, he's trying to get. He's trying to raise money to make it into a feature. And it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, sources like that, man. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest problems are people don't have the money to make the whole thing. And you know, nowadays a lot of people they're not they're not working for free. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know. Well, do you guys so, have like some sort of like website? Just, do what now? You have like a Kickstarter or something where you guys are trying to make money for that movie to turn it into a feature? Well, you know what, man? That's not my responsibility. <laughs> they need to do a Kickstarter to get my, <laughs> to get my check. <laughs> because, I mean, honestly, I look at it like this. I never base stuff on money. But mm-hmm. in the same breath, if, if you allow people to take take advantage of your, your niceness or your, your kindness, mm-hmm. then they will. You know, you all, you, we've all heard the saying, you got to crawl before you walk. I've yeah. crawled. I've done a whole bunch of free stuff. Oh, you know, yeah, nineteen ninety nine. So, like, hmm, okay. <laughs> well, get back with me when you get it together. <laughs> right, right. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I mean, people say, you know, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But most people don't do those things for free. So I'm definitely with you on that. With the exception of this show, we actually do this for free. Uh, but, <laughs> but you know, mm. but with that... For, same, now. for now. For now. For now. For hopefully you, for now. You never yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, we, everybody's got to start somewhere, though. And We're going to we, start we, a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. We'll start a Kickstarter, and we'll see if somebody will give us uh, five bucks to feed us before we go do this show. Go fund me. That's what it is. It's be more like, go feed me. Yeah. So, Vincent, we were talking beforehand, just, you know, Kyle and I, he had mentioned something to me that I had no idea. Um, it, it's a, a CD that you did? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the CD that my parents are banned to hear. No. The ladies can hear it, but... <laughs> Because Vincent, I was on your website, and that's how I found out about this. Because I started following you on Twitter. I uh, just wanted to you uh, know, get more of an idea, you know, just kind of what you're doing, what you're up to. And you put a link to your website, and I was like, and you're like, oh, you know, I got T-shirts on my website. I was like, all right, so I'll go check them out. And I saw a T-shirt for something called Eargasms. And, yeah, man. And it was you in the Eargasm. sunglasses. You're like, you know, what's like, up, ladies? You're like Barry White in the background, and. Yeah, it's funny because when I read the description on cdbaby.com, where, where one of the websites where the CD is, yeah. Barry White is mentioned in the description. <laughs> nice. So, honestly. I am the, I am the new age Barry White, David. <laughs> so, did you, did you have any idea going into that what you were going to be doing? <laughs> Man, let me, let me say something. I, I used to call my, myself the king of Texas. Yeah. And what it means, what I mean by that, like if I'm, you know, if I'm dating a young lady, I, I will always text her stuff and, you know, just to put something on her mind. Mm-hmm. So I was telling a friend of mine, and they was like, "Why don't you create a CD?" Of, you know, so I was like, "Okay." So I created a CD of erotic, erotic stories, erotic poetry, and then I had a buddy of mine. He did the music. It's all like original music and then i did a photo shoot and before i knew it i was on cd baby and then a friend another friend of mine was like i booked you a show i'm like what you booked me a show so <laughs> so he booked me, she actually booked two shows in new jersey and they hadn't even heard it or anything man Okay, so, so I know in New Jersey, this. but hold on, hold on, check this out. This is going to blow your mind. So I'm so nervous about doing the CD, right? I only had to do one song. So I get, and it's like, do you want to drink? And I'm not a big drinker, okay? Yeah, Even right. though I'm 6'4", 250, I'm a lightweight. <laughs> so I say, give me a margarita. And I guzzled it. Oh. And they like, you want another one? I said, yeah, give me another one. Before I knew it, man, I can't remember any of the lines. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. <laughs> oh, in New Jersey. <laughs> oh. Okay, so no one's heard this CD. You've been booked for two shows to perform it, essentially. <laughs> And you can't yeah. remember any... Did you just go off the cuff? Like, what happened? Did you freeze up? Oh, man. I was just getting the crowd into it. And I was talking <laughs> to the lady. It was, and the song was called Miss Miss Smooth. But the coolest thing about it, after, after the whole show, I heard guys, you know how you try to talk to women afterwards and whatnot. And they were yeah. calling me like, hey, 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 baby, hey, Miss Smooth, let me holler at you, Miss Smooth. <laughs> And that was cool for them to take what I was saying and use it on on the women. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> that, is, that is great. Oh, man. So, oh, I, I would have froze up. I would have been like, so, um, hi, ladies. <laughs> so where can I get my hands on this CD? I, I really want to own this. It's on my website, VincentNWord.com. You, you can get it on iTunes. And you can get it on CD Baby. <laughs> and what's crazy to me is, like, I have got, you know, I have friends that, that are singers, you know, that's been singing all their lives, but don't even have a song on, on iTunes or CD Baby. To me, you got to really and truly, if, if you're in a craft, you have a craft, you have to really and truly go out and, and find everything you can to, to let the world know that that you take it serious or yeah, just, that you're serious about your craft. And there's no excuse for any singers out there, I don't care what genre of you know thing you, you're in, to not be on iTunes and CD Bay. It took two days. Yeah. Two days to get on there. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, I, so. I have a friend who, who had uh, her... A uh, guy she used to date is in a band. Uh, they're out of New York. Uh, they're in like sort of like a punk rock kind of new age rock band, and mm-hmm. they ha- they just mm-hmm. put out a CD on CD Baby, and I I bought it. I bought the whole EP. So I mean, it's it's not like it's a hard thing to do. You're absolutely right. It's just about it's all about really just putting yourself out there. And I think yep. you know definitely you're you're doing music. It's like okay, if you can sing, you have a voice. That's great. You're do you put yourself out there doing spoken word. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, that's like, I would have been, I, I don't know if I could even do that. I think you made it on iTunes. You made it on iTunes because I think you're the only one in your category. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm true story. Just yesterday, a young lady inboxed me and told me that she got to see it. It's been going, it's been, it's been around for a couple of years now. You know, somebody asked me last week to do it at one of their poetry slams. And I'm like, no, I'm just trying to get away from that. <laughs> <laughs> but the ladies love it. I always tell them, get, I say, run the bath, run the bath water, get some bubbles. Wow. You know, light some candles, get a glass of wine, and I'll meet you in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. That should have been in the CD jacket. <laughs> like, you should have been in the <laughs> but the way that I set it up, I set it up like a radio station. And it's called uh, 60, 68.9 WARD, which is more with my last name. And awesome. I said, if we give you the whole 69, then your ass wouldn't be able to take it. <laughs> <laughs> so what I did is I had, a, I had um, some of my female friends call in like they was calling into the radio station. And they were like they wanted to hear a song, but it mm. was a story. So I'm like, hey, this is, um, you know, Vincent and War, whoop, whoop, here it is, uh, she did it big, or here it is, you know, whichever story it was. <laughs> so it was a nice concept. No, yeah. and, that, and that, that's cool, though, that you're, you're willing to, you know, you kind of branch out and you, you do something like that. Um, I know, geez, uh, this is, I mean, I've, I've done something kind of weird. You know, I've done, I wouldn't say what you did was weird. I was actually really cool. I don't have the voice mm-hmm. for something like that. If I had just an ounce of your game that I heard in that CD, um, I think I'd be in probably in a lot better spot right now with the ladies. I mean, I'm not going to lie. You wouldn't be single, bro. I wouldn't be single for sure. Um, but I actually, I actually recorded a rap song with my friends in high school. And Uh-oh. so that was me going out on a limb. You know, I think I think every white guy has a vanilla ice face. I think they all just kind of go through it. And I kind of went through that, like, like you know, senior year of high school, and I just kind of got it out of my system. And, you know, 
So, mm-hmm. so wow. it's, it's fun to do things like that. You like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, and, you, and then you just want to separate yourself from it after you're done. I, I'm right there with you. You know what I'm going to do, though? We had, uh, Vincent, we had Nina Hartley on a couple months ago. And mm-hmm. I'm going to contact her and see if she owns the CD. And if not, I tell her she needs to get it. Because I think she'd be the perfect person to have it. And maybe I can get you guys connected. But you know what? I started I started I started off as a dancer in a rap group. You know what? I heard about that and I was kind of um, Yeah. I, I was I was wanting it to be a lie and not believe it. No man. But I just go ahead. I mean you're you're blowing my mind already. Go ahead. Let me tell you something. I'm I'm six four. My dance partner was six five. Okay. And we caught ourselves night and day. And we used to win every dance contest in the Midwest because I'm from Dayton, Ohio. Oh, yep. yeah. And that's all I was known for was dancing and playing basketball. And sometimes dancing while playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> My coach didn't like it, but the crowd loved it. And we used to open up shows for, like, Heavy Dean Boys, um, oh. Special Ed, Public Enemy, and we were on wow. the same record label as Vanilla Ice. It's your bomb records. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. And, and the name of my group, I was in two different groups. With the first group was called Dr. E's and the Easttown Posse, and then the second group was called the Slam Syndicate. I'm actually looking mm-hmm. at the albums right here, and now I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm talking about <laughs> So, yeah, man, that's where my whole entertainment blood came from. How long? I never thought about acting. How long did you do that? Um, well, I was dancing all my life. I was part of a rap group for probably like three, three or four years. And like uh, when I first graduated from high school, I had letters from every college wanting me to play basketball. I was actually nominated as a uh, McDonald's All-American nominee the same year with Chris Weber and Jalen Rose and all them. Nice. But I didn't want to go straight to college. I wanted to dance in my rap group. My parents was pissed at me. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was the decision I made. And after a couple years of not really making any money, because we were supposed to go on, at, on Arsenio Hall. Really? That's when Arsenio Hall was hot. Oh, wow. man. And we were, traveling, yeah, we were traveling around to different cities and states. And then after a couple of years, maybe three years, I saw that it wasn't going anywhere. And and a basketball coach from Chicago, Illinois, ended up calling my parents and asking them, does Vincent still play ball? And he's like, yeah, we think so. And he said, well, I want to give him a full ride. And I ended up going to school in, in Chicago, and they hadn't even seen me play in two or three years. Damn. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's ridiculous. So yeah. what, it was a what? It, it they all they had to go on was film from a couple that a couple year old film, and they were just like, "Oh yeah, bring them in." Yeah, and I went in there and I tore their butts up, man. <laughs> I, was <about> to <laughs> say. I was still playing. <laughs> so how'd you how'd you go from from dancing to to acting? <clears throat> so after that, um, you, you know, being from Ohio, one of the biggest jobs you have or want to get is work for General Motors, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. My uncles worked. My dad worked. And so this one year, I decided not to go back to school, and I got a job at GM. And what happened was I was there for a couple of years. I hated it there. It was some real racism going on, and I can be honest about that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I got hurt on the job, and they told me I couldn't come back. 
So I had to do something. So I started working at Champ Sports, became the number one salesman in the district in Dayton, Ohio. They said, you're doing a great job, but uh, we want to train you as a system manager. And so that's, with your how I got to, that's how I got to Columbus, Ohio. Go Buckeyes, yeah. number one. Yeah, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I-O. <laughs> so that's how I ended up getting to Columbus, and I was working at the Eastland Mall. You're kidding. At, wow. At, no. I spent nine years there. <laughs> wow. What? What? Yeah. I have to ask, what years were you there? I was there like mm, 96 to 99. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's very I'll take strange. That back. Not even that long. I, I, would say, I would say 97 to 99. Somewhere okay. around there. That's and we came to number one salesman in the district there. And one day the general manager came. He said, you're doing a great job. How far do you want to take it in the company? I said, I'd like to have a position like yours. Two weeks later, I was fired. What? What? And my, yeah, two weeks later, I was fired. And I asked my manager why. And he said, whatever he said to the general manager, that's why I had to let you go. Three weeks after that, I went and saw my very first play, and I fell in love with it. A couple of weeks after that, they had auditions for that same company. It was uh, right there on 44 Washington Boulevard with that first Wendy's with every bill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, right there on uh, the street. I know exactly where you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, right there close to, to the highway. And I went in audition, and I got a part. And then after that, Champs tried to give me my job back, and I told him no. I found something I love to do. And that's how I got into the acting game. So that, I always tell people, I didn't pick acting, acting picked me. But that, I had to go through all those negative things to get where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm so, really glad that <clears> happened <throat> because you'll probably, you would have ended up still at Eastland Mall. It'll be the only store open across from a massage place. Yeah. Or or like a like a, but, one of but, those like eyebrow parlors or something like that that they randomly right. open. Eyebrow, eyebrows with but, a Z. Yeah. <laughs> but but check this out. So after a while of, you know, doing some local stuff, the movie um I auditioned for my first first independent film and I got the lead role called The Symbol of Love. Mm-hmm. And then I went on and I auditioned for the movie Traffic. You remember Traffic? Yep. Yes. Yes. In Cincinnati and Columbus. Yep. So my part, I ended up getting a part. Um, my, but my part was being shot in Cincinnati. <clears throat> Did my thing. And then that's when I told my parents, I'm moving to L.A. I moved back to Dayton, started working at the airport. And by the time it was time for me to come to L.A., General Motors had gave me a check for ten thousand dollars, telling me not to come back, and I told him I wasn't coming back anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the money. Thanks. See you later. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So that money helped me move out here to where I am now. And but I'm gonna tell you something that's funny. So um, I finally had moved here to L.A. and I was at the premiere for for Traffic, and my scene took place with me confronting Michael Douglas about being in my hood, right? Mm-hmm. So me and my parents, we had already told everybody, you know, I'm proud because it's my first big thing. My parents are proud. So I'm sitting there at the premiere, and the scene takes place. Michael Douglas drives past me, and I stop him, and I confront him, like, you know, what you doing in my hood, whatever, whatever. So I'm sitting there in the theater. I'm like, here we go, here we go, here we go. 
he drove right past me. What? <laughs> Drives right past me. So oh, now I'm no. devastated. Wow. I'm devastated. I'm hurt. I'm embarrassed. I'm right. thinking about what everybody's going to be thinking about me. So I'm not knowing any better because I'm new to the game. So after the after the, the movie, I go up to Steven Soderbergh, and I say, hey, man. I said, why are you cutting my part out? <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> wow. And, and what did he you was say? like, yeah, so he, he looked at me like, oh, hell, what's going on? <laughs> so he's like, <laughs> I would do. <laughs> so he was like, well, Vince, you know, we, we went over budget. We had to. We had to pay Michael up front, and I was like, all right. He said, but hey, I'm working on a new movie called Ocean's Eleven. You know, he, mm-hmm. he said, he wrote, down the, he wrote down the secretary's number and told me to give her a call, and that's how I got on Ocean's Eleven. And plus, he kept, they kept my name in the credits, so I still get paid for this very day. And he gave me my part. He gave awesome. me the so I could put on my reel. So if you go on my website, you can actually see the part of me and Mark, my my first big part with Michael Douglas. That's very cool. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard seriously. a lot of cool things about Steven Soderbergh, so um, it doesn't surprise me that uh, that he did that for you. And also, I mean, just your your tenacity and your fire probably really impressed him too. So, I mean, that's that's really cool because from what I got from you know just looking at your website, your IMDb, and stuff like that, I mean, you're a grinder, man. Uh, you're you're all about putting the work in. So, I mean, uh, like I said, it's you know probably probably just you know you're you're just rewards for you know just showing that passion for sure. And you know what? That's why I always say rise and grind. Because, man, every day, I don't care what field you're in, every day you got to get up and do something positive to better your life, not only your life, but your family's life. Or if you can just make somebody smile. You know, you got so many people just, they mad. They're so mad at waking up on Monday, going to work. Monday's is opportunity. Monday is the first day of the week for a new opportunity to opportunity to better your life that's mm-hmm. how i look at it yeah that's an awesome way to look at it definitely i love mondays <laughs> <laughs> you and five other people <laughs> right <laughs> so when you when you moved to la did you know anybody out there or did you just pack up and take off i knew some people who lived in san diego and i did not realize san diego was that far from la <laughs> you know what oops I had $10,000 worth of gas money. There you go. There you go. Yeah, no, probably, I mean, coming from Ohio, you think, like, from, from Dayton to Columbus is far. But then, you know. Right. I mean, of course, you know, we do, that is quite a distance. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know if you guys remember back then, I had to explore. And remember the, the tires was exploding and, and killing yep, people? Yep. Oh, yeah. I remember I had just left Dayton. I had just crossed Indiana State Line, and I, I didn't get a blowout, but I caught a flat tire. And I didn't even know how to change the tire because I had never had a trunk before. But this is a true oh. story. So now <clears throat> I'm sitting on the side of the highway. I got on all black. I got, I got all my stuff inside of my truck. Now this guy, I still can see his face like it was yesterday. He's in a gold Saturn with Utah lights in place. His wife is in the passenger seat, and his two daughters are in the back seat. This guy pulls over, changes my tire, put all my stuff back in. I tried to pay him, and he would not accept my money. 
He wow. said, if I accept your money, then God won't bless me in the future. And he pulled off. I'll never forget that, man. Wow. <laughs> well, that's yeah, Midwest like hospitality that. right there, man. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because so, I wouldn't have stopped for me. <laughs> Not looking the way that I was looking. <laughs> he could change his own tire. I'm not getting the hell out of here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, how how often do you come back home? Well, I'll be back home next month. I'm actually performing a play in Youngstown, Ohio. Awesome. Uh, I think it's like the 16th or 17th. But I will be going from there to date me spend some time you know two weeks like i said i got eight grandkids man so <laughs> and you know my parents and my kids so i want to be able to spend thanksgiving and chill a little bit but it seems like i'm always go home when it's doggone it's cold man <laughs> oh i know so, i say i say i don't like that part i've been in ohio my entire life 43 <laughs> years almost and i keep saying every time this is my last winter here but i never mm. ever leave <laughs> Get out of here, man. Get out of there. <laughs> but, you know, last last year at that time, um, when it was cold, I was actually at the at the horseshoe watching those Buckeyes beat up on those Wolverines. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. So I'm, I'm going to ask you a couple, couple sports things, seeing that yeah. you, you brought up the Buckeyes. I want, I want to know your opinion so far this season. Of uh, Ooh, they how they're need to doing get it together, man. <laughs> okay, who do you who do you think is going to be? Uh, uh, who do you think can beat them with the rest of their schedule? If they keep playing the way that they plan, anybody can beat them on any given night. I'll uh, tell you a team that people got to look out for, and that's freaking Utah. Believe it or not, yeah, Utah has a really good team this year. And it looks like our rivalries is trying to pick it up a little bit, but we'll see this weekend when they play uh, another ranked team. So I don't know. It's, I don't know. They, <laughs> I think they play Maryland this weekend. Yeah, Ohio State plays, plays Maryland, Maryland, but I'm talking about Michigan plays uh, another ranked team. So oh, okay. Other people I've come concerned about is Michigan and Michigan State. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Michigan State for sure. They've been they've been playing. Still pretty well, despite all the injuries that they've had on their team. But I mean, I know I know you said you think anybody can beat the Buckeyes. Do you still think the Buckeyes have a chance to go undefeated? Though, you still think they have that? I think they might need to lose a game. Unfortunately, as long as it ain't Michigan or Michigan State. Like I mean, the first the first game it was it was mediocre, but they're gonna get stronger as the year goes on. I so think, I'm gonna I'm check out these next couple. I want them to go undefeated because I, you know, I, I want to sit out here and brag and talk crazy to the USC <laughs> and UCLA and Cal yeah. Cal people, right? <laughs> because they talk crazy to me when I lose. <laughs> so it's just like when Cincinnati, when the Bengals get to get to the playoff and lose every time. I gotta hear that crap. <laughs> oh, so you're a Bengals fan? Or when fan. the Cavaliers lost. <laughs> Well, I mean, now, at least he's I've not a Browns here, fan. He I've knows what it's like that way. I've been here I've been here 15 years. And honestly, if I wanted to go for a California team, I have the right to. But I'm born and raised in, in Ohio, so I can't just change over. But I'm going to tell anybody that's listening on this, on this station, on this iPod, 
I mean, I mean, uh, us iPods. Brothers, <laughs> listening. The Cavaliers would have won a championship this year if everybody wasn't hurt. Oh, absolutely. That's, no, I, I'm. I fully agree with you there because they. I mean, they played well despite that in the finals. But you're absolutely right. If they had everybody and everybody healthy, Kyrie and Love the were thing. there. It would have been five mm-hmm. games. That's yep. that's my guess. And Bladders, what's his name? Bladders here. Uh, the guy with the wild hair. If he was there. <laughs> I mean, think about it. With a 70s, <laughs> 70s pimp suit on yeah. the side. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I really, I've always said that I felt like I was going to win an Oscar before any Ohio professional team wins a championship. <laughs> so I better get to work because I think next year might be the year of Ohio when it comes to, like, the Bengals and the Cavaliers. So Bengals are playing pretty good. I'm not a Bengals fan. Yeah. I'm uh my grandmother she lived in DC so she kind of converted me at a young age so I'm a Redskins fan so I don't that's uh, I don't want to talk about that but um <laughs> but yeah that's they hey, won this week uh, well, <laughs> blind squirrel finds hey, a nut every once in a while um right <laughs> yeah the Bengals are looking good though Bengals are definitely looking good and at least you're not a Browns fan. Yeah, but they always look good during the regular season. It's the, it's the playoffs, man. They're like the, the Minnesota Twins of football. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's true. Right. Minnesota, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, uh, Vincent, at the at the risk of you um, you know, not changing your, your opinion of us or this show, I'm actually a Steelers fan. Oh. And he goes quiet. <laughs> Kyle, I think he hung up. <laughs> oh, yep, we yeah, lost it. That was nice talking to y'all. That was nice. No, that's actually, my dad's well, actually, know, my dad's from hey, Western you Pennsylvania. Got, you guys are in trouble this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, so are you going yeah. to go to a game this year? Um, I don't know. I think, I think I'm just going to focus more on going home and just chilling with my family, to be honest. It's been, it's, I haven't seen them in a while. You know, sometimes they come out here, but everybody can't come out here, and I'm not paying for everybody to come out here. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't doing that. You got, I, I, I ain't, I'm not making Norman Reedus money. <laughs> Vincent, yeah. just, just do another CD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do like a part two. Ear, eargasms two. <laughs> or ear, or eargasms round two. <laughs> The other ear. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh I can man. do that. I can do that. <laughs> the return. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so I, I, I noticed that you were also recently involved. I mean, you, you do some, you do some charity work and, and and stuff like that. I noticed that you were recently in a celebrity poker tournament uh, for for a charity. Oh, Tell us about what what was that for. <laughs> Oh, don't even mention that. I don't even know why. I know why I was there, but I don't know why I was there. <laughs> For the simple fact, I had no clue what was going on. Why do you sign up I for all this never... stuff? You have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> because it was for charity. Yeah. yeah, he's doing his good deed, all right? Come on, give the guy a break. But then that's like I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to quit because the money that was donated, I can't just give it back. I got to at least have something to give to what I'm there for. Right. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. it was fun. It, you know, I, I, I saw a lot of people. Uh, Carl Weathers was there. Lou Diamond Phillips was there. Yeah. You know, so but I had a good time. But it, it would have been better if it was like a, a Uno. A Uno. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uno. Draw four. I win. That's See you right. Good night. <laughs> I'm, I'm slapping if all your asses a, with a skip. You're done. If it was an Uno tournament. <laughs> Wow. Man, <laughs> I can just see, I can just see a with your CD playing in the background. <laughs> Sexiest Uno tournament ever. Uno face on. <laughs> I'm gonna slap down a reverse on you, baby. <laughs> Show your ride. You get this for. <laughs> oh, you you. You mentioned like you, you, you're out there and you, you did the uh, you were there with other stars. Um, I want to know uh, you've done some conventions, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. What, what what has been the strangest request from a fan or just strangest thing in general that you have seen, heard, whatever? Um, because there's no weird people that go to conventions, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, probably this lady, she walked up to me, and she just started crying. <laughs> and so when Whoa. she did that, I looked around like, I don't know, she ain't, she's not doing that because of me. <laughs> and, yeah, that was probably the weirdest thing. But the one thing I hear all the time, I think I'm echoing a little bit. Are you? Yeah. Oh, sorry, okay, man. The, I don't know. It, usually it clears up in a little bit. I apologize. <laughs> That's all right. One thing I've always heard is you look different in person or you look better in person. Oh, and oh. then I have to say, well, was I, was I ugly on the show? I'm supposed to be a damn prisoner. Well, how else am I supposed to look? Right. <laughs> right. I said, and that's the, thing, that's the next thing I said. I'm like, well, I did have a prison outfit. Uh, I was dirty. Uh, I had on blood and goop. <laughs> But I had but Jordans on. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's oh. yeah. That, I, I couldn't imagine. I've, I've been to a few conventions, um, and it's it's a strange it's a strange thing. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, it's crazy. Was that the <laughs> was that the after the Walking Dead? Was that one the first time that you ever went yeah. to one? And was it's pretty? I, I, had, I had once again. I had no clue what they were going on. <laughs> I was approached. I was approached by an agent saying, "Are you? Would you like to do the convention tours?" And I was like, "Well, what is what is convention tour? What are you talking about?" Oh, it's great. And you're right. And then to go to those, my first one was in Cherry Hill, North uh, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. <laughs> Where it all started. New Jersey loves me, <laughs> And so I ordered another margarita. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how'd you prepare for that one? <laughs> oh man! But you know, I, I I really enjoy going to those man. Just meeting and greeting because that's my personality. I like to I like to make people feel welcome. And I don't want I never want anybody to try to put me on a pedestal because of what I what I do for a living. Because nobody is, I mean, actors ain't no different from the next man. Right. Well, that's good. I wish there were more people like you. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) 
You don't want everybody putting oh, out a CD. Come on now. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to start promoting that. I'm going to promote the hell out of this CD. You know that. Every, for, seriously, from every, every podcast from here on out, or iPod or whatever it's called now, yeah. we're going to mention that CD. This, this talking stuff we do, we're going we're to promote it. it. As long as the Commodore 64 that we use doesn't do echo all the time, it'll yeah, be fine. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so we hope. Um, so, I, I, Vincent, this has been awesome. We have had such a fun time talking with you tonight, we, and we really do appreciate the time. Wanted to hit you with just a few more random questions. We like to do this with every guest. We just like to think of just random stuff we would like to ask somebody. So, and then uh, we'll be- let you go. Before have we a wrap it up, yeah, before we, before we uh, wrap this up, we wanted to ask you just a, just a couple more things uh, before we let you go. Um, okay. All right. Jordan or LeBron? Ah. Uh. I'm going with LeBron, man. I'm going with LeBron because being an ex-basketball player myself, I'm all about a guy who can uplift me. That's about a, about being a team player. I've seen Jordan cuss people out, and he reminds me of Kobe. And that's mm-hmm. why I don't really like I'm not really a Kobe fan. I'm mm-hmm. all about a, a person who's, who's going to sacrifice himself for his team. Yeah. In a couple years, and give him, give him LeBron a couple more years, He's going to surpass all of them, you know. And, and then on top of that, look what he's done for, you know, society. You know, mm-hmm. giving giving back. Right. You don't hear anything about about that with with uh, Jordan. He might take your money and and um, golf, yeah, or poker, <laughs> yeah. but he ain't giving he ain't giving nothing back with, <laughs> with his hand, so with his hands on. I mean, and even with LeBron right. like, standing up for his teammates, I mean, he, you know, with the whole Tristan Thompson thing, he's like, you know, we got to right. keep this guy around. Like, I really want to play with this guy. Let's make sure that we get him taken care of, you know. I mean, I know that his mm-hmm. motive, I mean, obviously he wants the team to do well. So he's not only thinking of himself, he's thinking of the team as well. I find that to be very Most cool. Definitely. So I'm definitely with you Most on that definitely. one. Um, and people give him such a hard time for that whole decision thing. Yeah, you know when he said not three, not four, no. I, I, I always looked at it like he was like he was he was joking around. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't look at it like he had an ego or anything like that. And you know that was the Cavaliers' fault. They didn't bring him players. That's he just true. can't do everything you know on his own, and that showed this year because he could not do it all on his own. I think the so de- LeBron. I think the debate is going to stop once he gets a couple championships. If he wins one in Cleveland, right. it'll end. Yeah, for that, sure. that'll that'll be the end. There won't be a, a debate on it. Yep. But look how many great players who never even got to get close to winning a championship. My favorite player you know? of all time, I don't think, won a championship. And that's Chris Mull- that? Chris Mullen. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I, I kind of yeah, just went along with it. Oh man! I, I looked at him like he was on a dream team. Come on! I looked at him like I was about to say, didn't he come off the Mullen bench was, for the dream team? Like Chris Mullen, really? They had to put him on. Yeah, him and Steve Kerr, him and Christian Leitner. Yeah, exactly. God, who likes who likes Christian Leitner? Why? Yeah, was Oh man. <laughs> Oh god, man, y'all crazy! <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's hey, it's what we're good at. Um, I, actually, okay, so so Vincent, I had a question that I wanted to ask you. I mean, like you said, you're you're a big guy. You know, you're you're six you're six four, two fifty. You know, you you have a presence about you. 
do you have mm-hmm. any sort of do you have any kind of like phobias does anything really does anything like weird what weirds you out is there anything you're really afraid of anything that kind of gets you uneasy that people wouldn't expect besides claustrophobia um i had i had claustrophobia for a minute and it's weird how i get rid of my claustrophobia i don't know if you guys have ever seen my my video called rise and grind when i'm coming out the coffin mm-hmm I, that's how I got rid of my claustrophobia, but getting in the coffin. Really? <laughs> See, I don't have yeah. claustrophobia, but I, I would I would get it by being in a coffin. I'd be the opposite of what yeah. happened with you. I can't even imagine. Yeah, man. Yeah, claustrophobia, I, and I don't, I don't like, like snakes and stuff like that. So. No, so no snakes for you? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Nah, I, I don't necessarily have claustrophobia. I just, I, I, I'll just tell you what. I mean, I'm 6'2". Um, an airplane mm-hmm. is not my best friend, that's for sure. Um, so I feel you on that. <laughs> it's just, it's just, yeah. just a mere, just feel and always, comfortable. And I remember like, wow. a true, true story, man. I remember I always sit by the window. Mm-hmm. And one time, you know, I'm a professional plane sleeper. So this particular <laughs> time, <laughs> yeah. I, I went to sleep as soon as we got on the plane. And then someone told me to wake up. And it was about like an hour later. I swear to you, we were still sitting on the ground. Still sitting there. So now I'm creeped out because we haven't left, and it's a night flight. And I remember finally everybody had went to sleep, and I was still up. And I felt myself about to, like, freak out, man, because I felt like I was, oh. I felt like I was trapped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. So. Yeah, Ooh, that would weird me out too. Though you you take you fall asleep, you wake up, you haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> Still you know, like, sitting there, man. And then all of a sudden, you know, William Shatner sitting next to you, like in the Twilight Zone. There's a man on the wing, and you're like, oh damn. <laughs> so what? Like Chris Nolan. I'm not gonna live that down at all. <laughs> nope. Chris Mullen doing on the wing, dude. I'm, dude, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna post my Mullen jersey on Twitter and Facebook and everything as soon as this is over, oh, and I'm gonna tag you in it. Yep. <laughs> you put my head on. <laughs> biggest fan. Oh, biggest fan. Biggest Chris fan. Chris Mullen. Biggest fan. All right. So what what is your dream role? What would it be? My dream role. Is you guys watch CSI Miami? Yep. Yeah. Uh, what's the guy with the red hair? Oh, uh, that's um, um, the that's, main guy. Yeah, that's his uh, character's um, name's Horatio Kane, uh, played by David yes. Caruso. Yeah, David Caruso. Yes. I would love to be the black him. <laughs> I like how he talks. He doesn't. He doesn't yell. He doesn't smile. That's it, that would be my dream job. It's kind of that and, smooth talker thing. Yeah. Right. And my other one, I thought I was going to do it, but they decided to go younger. I was actually up to play Suge Knight. Really? Huh. <laughs> yeah, they have a Tupac movie that's coming out. And, you know, I was one of the ones that got called back or whatnot. And I just found out probably maybe about a week ago that they decided to make the whole cast younger. Interesting. So, okay, so it's not like you lost yeah. out to, like, Ving Rhames or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Rain or, or Forrest Whitaker plays <laughs> Forrest Whitaker plays <laughs> Suge Knight <laughs> Morgan Freeman Tupac <laughs> and Chris Mullen oh. <laughs> yeah just throw him in there he's a backup, backup dancer 
Oh man. No offense. No offense about the answer. <laughs> Vincent, can you give us your best black Horatio Kane? Oh. That's cheap. Oh, you put the gun over there. Hello, ladies. So you mean to tell me you mean to tell me that Chris Mullen <laughs> took the gun. <laughs> <laughs> and then cut the music. That's yeah! it. <laughs> you remove the sunglasses. Done. All right. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That was good. That was good. All right, Vincent. Um, like I said, we, we 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 know you probably got stuff to do. We really do appreciate the time tonight. This has been this has been so much fun, man. You you've been great, and uh, we'll definitely be uh, keeping an eye out for uh for your future projects and stuff like that. Um. Uh, you, uh, your website vincentmward.com please check it out he's mm-hmm. also on twitter at vincentmward I just started following you uh, so I'll definitely be keeping an eye on uh, on what you're into don't and, forget uh, eargasms and don't forget eargasms on CD <laughs> Baby and iTunes that's um, right that any, anything and, else and you go wanna... like my new page I got a, space, a new Facebook page it's just a like page okay and I'm on Instagram and everything is Vincent M. Ward. Okay, cool, cool, awesome. Yeah, man. Man. You have to let us know too. when you're going to be in town. So if you happen to yeah, come definitely. by Columbus. Most definitely. Yeah. I'll be there next month and maybe we can link up. That'll hey, work. No, that'd be awesome. Yeah, if you're ever coming through Columbus, man, we'd love to love to catch up, hang out, uh, maybe talk about some more stuff. So that would definitely be awesome. So, uh, Vincent, uh, we wish you continued success. Thank you so much again for coming on the show and uh, hope we can catch up with you down the road. Thanks again. Yes, sir, man. Thanks for having me, guys, and much success to the future, man. All thank right, you. thank you. You Thanks, too. Vincent. You take care. All right, rise and grind. Yep, you got it. I owe. We'll see you, man. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty awesome. That was amazing. Had a lot of fun talking with uh, Vincent M. Ward. That was probably. <laughs> My 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 gut hurts great. from laughing. Mine too. I got a pretty good ab workout uh, laughing at that one. So, oh, you need one. Um, oh, so, that, uh, no, okay. it's a, once again a, a pleasant surprise because that was just um, another good person, like just a great guy, and yeah. it was awesome to talk to, and is a fellow Ohioan, which is also very cool. Very cool. Very 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 cool. So awesome! Yeah. Um, again. Vincent M. Ward on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, VincentMWard.com. Check out his website. His website's actually very cool. He's got a lot of good stuff on there. He's got a cool like intro video on there. Featuring Chris Mullen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> featuring Chris Mullen. Um, but it's got kind of like a highlight of a lot of the cool stuff he's done in his career. Um, it links. If you go to the store, it will link you to Eargasms. I mean, if you want to be linked to Eargasms, that's there. So it will link you to iTunes and and whatnot and everything else. So you have that at your disposal as well. So we need, definitely we need check to, it out. We need to try to find a way to incorporate a uh, track from Eargasm into our podcast every week. Oh, we should ask him if we could do that. Absolutely. We should ask him if we could if we could. We can have a soundboard with all him saying things. Yeah, if we could incorporate his Eargasms into our listeners' ear holes. And we'll send them a buck every month. Yeah, that'd be great. I think that's that's a fair deal. Yeah, fair trade in my opinion. Yeah, let's see if we can set it up. Okay. All right. So, Barely Live Podcast, where you get... Uh, featuring eargasms. Fe- featuring eargasms. I'm all about that. I think it's going to be a huge success. 
I do too. Awesome. So again, awesome interview with Vincent. Definitely appreciate his time and and I hope you all enjoyed that just as much as we did because uh, I, that was that was that was great. Good times, good times, good, and there's going to be more good times coming up um, the rest of this month for sure. Um, not going to say exactly who, but there's going to be a lot of big surprises in the works for the. Still uh, trying to get my friend Keith to come on down for yeah, our untold down. stories of the ER. So been trying to get a hold of him about that he's a busy guy so i'm still working on that we'll see if we can get him in he's got some great stories we have to do another uh we have to do um part two of ask liz we need to do yes, that we sometime do. too yes we need to book liz actually she's out of town right now i believe uh or she will be um she's gonna be like two or three weeks she's gonna be in jersey for jersey. like a, for uh for doing her vet thing doing some kind of clinical the jersey vet, vet, vet convention yeah, something like that. I think it's like something like uh, Jersey loves anal glands, something like that. I don't know. That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of things coming up. We need to talk about, uh, we need to figure out what we're going to do for like a Christmas show and a Thanksgiving show. Yeah. And, and, a, uh, um, and, and the Halloween. I mean, Halloween's New Year's be, Eve show. Maybe we can do a show live. I'm just kidding. That's actually, On New Year's Eve. That's actually not possible, but... <laughs> Um, we're not live now. I mean, well, no, well, we're not live. We're not like broadcasting live. You're listening to WBUB, <laughs> the bub. All right, so um, top forty. I got. I got to tell you something. Yeah, I went to work the other day, and I, I don't want this to end up being um, Bubba's rants at the end of every talk we have with with the celebrities and everybody else. But, but it is. But it's become that because it I, become there's that. always something that I try to find or I, I save it in my head until we talk yeah. because I, I respect your opinion. And you do? I, I do. Okay. Um, but I went to work and it was Monday. Two terrible things to start out with right off the bat. And I worked an, an earlier shift, an open shift. Okay. And... Um, I had to go to the bank before work. Okay. I'm just going to lay it out there very simply. If you are over the age of 65 and retired, do not leave your fucking house until after 1030 a.m. on fucking Mondays. Because I stood behind two old fucks. Oh. And I apologize to the old people that are listening to this, all none of them. They stood in line, and I I waited at the bank for almost a half an hour while they were trying to figure out some check thing at 9 a.m. as soon as the bank opened. There's people that need to conduct real business, and I they can just... I know it's the middle of the day for them, probably, because they get up at 4. That's what I was going to say. They probably have dinner at 4. Well, don't even go out on Mondays. How's that? In bed by 8. Don't go out on Mondays. What was your business that was more important than what they were doing? I needed to get change and drop off deposits for my workplace, which is very important because I had to open at 10 o'clock. Okay. So the bank opened at 9. I got there at 9. Wait, this is the Huntington at Easton? No. No, it's off of it's another off of Morris. Oh, okay. But anyway, it's I, I waited behind these two people at nine o'clock, like it was nine o two. They they were at the door first, and they like walkered their way up there. 
Yeah, and well, they're they're you know they wanted to get it taken care of before they had lunch that day at Bob Evans. I don't get it. Like, please don't. I almost wanted to go up and say something because you know the small talk is through the roof with those people, and I sound like I those hate people. old people, but I really don't. I used to, but I don't now anymore. I really don't. So you Just don't, don't like get in my way when I'm people. trying to get shit done. So you don't like talking to old people? No, I do. You do? I absolutely do. But don't get in my way if I'm trying to get shit done. So unfortunately, when you get old, you get slow. You get talkative. You have nowhere to be. I, in that time of day, during that moment, have somewhere to be, am not going slow, and don't feel like being talkative. So they need to hurry the fuck up. So this or was a just couple. Don't... This was like an old man and an old lady. No, it was it was an old man and an yeah. old man behind him. Oh, and then another teller came up because don't get me started on the fact that there was only one teller on a Monday morning. Anyway, well, I sound like fucking Lewis Black right now. Yeah, kind of. You're just like <laughs> I apologize. Who's at the bank at nine o'clock in the morning? <laughs> you know, um, but. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. So, well, I, 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 I we'll went put off into there. perspective here. Okay? I'm going to eat a grape. When is the bank busiest? What day of the week? Mondays. Payday Friday. No, not anymore. It used to be back in the day when people had to physically go into the bank. I apologize. I'm eating. Thank a you grape. for eating while we're recording. You've done it before. You no, think? I. Okay, that was an ice cube. But you're all like, and I wasn't like. Okay, so I got to get my power. So, um. It used to be when people could, had to physically go to a bank inside of a bank to cast their check. Now you can take a damn picture of it and you can put it in your account. But not all folks are technologically savvy. I know. I'm in an industry where I deal with it's the same folks folks, of it's the an same, older generation. The same people that write savvy. checks still. Like my dad? Yeah. That's my a, dad's only 56. A, but that's another thing. That needs to stop. What, writing checks? Yes. It needs to stop. Not everybody trusts the the debit cards well, in the electronic system. Well, that's yeah. I <laughs> I don't trust it to a point. Do you see the new? You can use your card on your phone. Like, oh yeah, they have Apple Pay and no, Android Pay no and way. stuff like that. I would never do that. I wouldn't do it either. Ever. But it's out there. I mean, I'm not so you know behind the time stuck in the Flintstone age where I'm still writing checks all the time. If I'm mailing a payment, sometimes if I have to mail a payment to somewhere and they don't have the option of taking a debit card, then yes, I will mail a check. See, all my somewhere. payments are usually late, and they force me to pay right then and there over the phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> so when you're talking to whatever collection agency you have to be dealing with that month, um, you're like, oh, yeah, sure, I've got debit card right here. You're actually lucky. I just got paid. That's true, and I didn't have to walk into a bank. Exactly. No, but it, it just it, it just frustrated me, and I just wanted to share it with you and see so, your, your point. I, I you're siding with them, and I I get. No, that. I'm just trying to clarify that you hate old people. No, 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 no. I hate Liz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you just said that because you know she listens to every show. Yes, and she's probably going to fall off the treadmill because she always listens to us while she works out. Yes. Or she'll drop a weight on her toe. Liz, don't drop anything while you're in the gym, please. So what? So what are your rules for old people? Because mine is don't drive after you're 70. Well, I think after your 60th birthday, every year you need to take your driver's test. Or every other year. Every other year. Don't go out before 10 o'clock in the morning. Yes. 
don't go to the is it just the bank or just anywhere at all basically they need to be out there should be certain hours that people over the age of 65 or 70 whatever probably 70 need to be allowed out of the house so Monday want- through Friday since most people go to work and most people are working middle of the day whether it's a nine to five a one to nine whatever mm-hmm. they should be allowed to go out I'd say give them the benefit of the doubt 11 to two. They're so, allowed to go and just do whatever the hell they want from 11 to 2. So if I'm understanding you right, Fuhrer, you want a, a geriatric curfew, basically. Yes. I, I would be all on board. You know what? If I was president, that would be one of the first things I did. Seriously. All right. I'm, I think Maybe there's a lot of people. Kanye's vice pres. I think there's a lot of people that feel the same way. Well, I mean, we'll put a poll out there. <laughs> how uh, How many... How many times have you got stuck? When would behind? you like to see old people out and about during the day? <laughs> Pick one between nine and twelve, between twelve and three. How about ten and two? D all of the above. D all of the above, <laughs> or E stay at home. Now, how many times is it have you got stuck behind a slow, uh, uh, a slow elderly, person, an elderly person driving? Um, yeah, because that happens to happen, me on the highway when you're supposed to go sixty-five, and I'm. Going 65, and I approach grandma that's going 40. I wait it's for my so, opening, and I go around. Doesn't it get frustrating, though, if you can't didn't don't have your opening right away? Um, yep. Every now and then, if I'm in a hurry, I'll be like, yeah, come on, let's move it along. But I don't really get road rage. I'm not that kind of guy. My dad is. Holy shit, I got some road rage stories about my dad. I yell. Um, I, I just kind of sit there and I'm just like, oh, come on. You know, I'm just kind of like that. And then I turn on Technotronic, pump up the jam really loud. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, see, I, I kind of get like a New York accent. And I'm like, come on, I'm driving here. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of like, no, not really. Do you know what I say? What do you say? When when I get my road rage, I always end up saying the same thing. What? This is why people die on the roads. You. That's what I do. Yelling at some innocent old woman who's just trying to go to her dialysis. No, it doesn't matter. It. I. I mentioned a couple. uh, It's very insensitive. No, I mentioned mentioned uh, episodes Mm -hmm. back, like one of the first ones we ever did. um, How motorcyclists need to look out for cars as we need to look out for them. Right. Yeah, it's got to be a two way street. Exactly. They don't get special treatment. Exactly. You you choose to you choose you accept the added danger of only having two wheels and no side panels. Yeah. And they need to have bumper stickers on their bikes saying, watch out for drivers. Yeah. And that's saying, hey, we're looking out for you, too. Thanks for, you know, are we in agreement? Awesome. Cool. Let's have a beer if we survive this trip. But the guy that was weaving in and out of traffic on his motorcycle. Yeah. I yelled the same thing at him. Yeah. This is why people die on the roads. And I point you. And that's it. And you point at him. Do they see you? It doesn't matter. I'll point care. right to their face. Yeah. Okay. So you don't care if they see you or not. You're just and I'm not going to tell you what finger I used to point at them. Oh, I can guess. You're probably either way. You're telling them that they're number one, right? My pinky, <laughs> because sure. I'm classy. Sure. And I usually drink tea in the car. Okay. <laughs> I drink coffee in the car. I burn my mouth all the time, but that's because I'm an idiot. Um, Do you have any old people stories or anything? Not really. That to you? I mean, no. My grandma likes to get pulled over a lot. Oh, we already talked about that. Well, we once. already talked about that. That's really like my only old person story. Do you have any kind of story? Yeah. Well, um, I went to the Halloween store down what? the street from you before I came over here today because I had some extra time. You know what's funny about that is you didn't ask if I wanted to go with you. Well, because I don't like Halloween at all. I hate scary things. Yeah. I can't stand any sort of Halloween items. Nope. 
it's the worst time of year. Nope, it's terrible. It's so the devil's. I understand holiday. why you didn't want to ask me. No, the only reason I didn't ask you is because I was on my way home from work and it was getting to be like it was like six thirty ish. So I was I just stopped in real quick. I just wanted to see what they had. Okay, this was a quick in and out. This was not a typical for you. Let's not. <laughs> yeah, sure. The old in and out. <laughs> All right, um, so I just went in real quick, you know, just to see what they had, because I am thinking about, I'm trying to think about what I want to be for Halloween. I'm trying to figure out if I want to have just people dress up when they go out with me for my birthday at the end of the month. So I have been told by multiple people that I give off a uh, Chris Pratt vibe. So I was like, all right, fine, I'll just give in to public pressure this year. And I will go as Peter Quill slash Star-Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy. Perfect. So You could totally pull that off. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, it's a good choice, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was looking at just to see what kind of like package costumes they had out there. And the one they had wasn't too bad. It was like 50 bucks. Right. And it's like, I actually found a website that actually has the like a replica of the Peter Quill jacket from the movie mm-hmm. for like 100 bucks. Well, if you got something like that, do not think that you're just going to wear it for Halloween and it's going to sit in your closet. Because exactly. honestly, you can go to conventions, you can do all this stuff, you can wear it anywhere. Yeah, I could be Star-Lord at convent. I could be that guy now. Yeah. I could actually go, because I'm about, I'm about 75% nerd right now. 80. 80, yes. So this will push me to that 110%. Yeah, which is where you need to be. Where I need to be. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, because I, I kind of hold myself back a little bit. Nanu, nanu. Exactly. So I'm looking in there, and two things. Obviously, Halloween, they have a clown section. Yes, love clowns. Number one, ever since Nina Hartley talked about the clown sex, I can't look at clowns the same way anymore. <laughs> I can. I can't. I can't look. I, I just think I'm like, I'm like, oh, hey, there's a clown. Fuck, that's a thing. I look at them in a better way now. Uh, yeah, I'm just like, oh, shit. But here's a thing that I have I have not seen this. This is apparently a new Halloween trend. Severed clown limbs. What? They At this Halloween store. It's just up the street from you. You right. go there, check yourself on your way home from work or something. I'm going tomorrow. Severed clown limbs. Like a clown shoe? Like the big red shoe? Yes. Like cut off at the ankle with the bone sticking that's, out. That's brilliant. And then Brilliant. they have a clown arm with the little, like, you know, the ruffled. ruffled sleeve yeah. with the little striped sleeve. And it's like a hand with a glove cut off at the elbow. That's amazing. With the bones sticking out and little blood and all that. So it's like, you know, hack. You know, it's like right there. <laughs> and, oh, man, I, I go, I didn't even know that people were like, oh, I got to have the severed clown foot. They're going to love it. What kind of costume would have that as a part of it i don't know another another clown i guess i mean if he wanted to like aren't they like a league they're like they're 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 all uh, they wouldn't kill their own i don't know because i've never seen a clown kill a clown well not you know you haven't witnessed it doesn't mean it doesn't happen maybe they're kind of like the freemasons and they kill each other behind closed doors if he like violated clown code maybe we, oh, you know we need to like google that do we need to figure out a clown on, act, clown, clown, on clown, clown on clown, clown. no i won't do clown on clown because then clown, on clown crime. Pop up. 
Clown on clown. <laughs> just talk about it for a minute. Just, I'm good just, at Google it. Just Google clown on clown and let me know what comes up. And that'll be the new catchphrase. <laughs> we Googled clown, clown on clown. clown. Yeah. Wow. That's so, yeah, I'm curious about that, but more so, um, yeah, I just didn't know that the severed clown limbs became a hot item. There were only two clown feet left. And I think they were both a left foot. So they which sell out. Really weird. They so sell, they sell out, out. So if you want a severed clown foot, you better move your ass. I am. Uh, I typically go to the Halloween stores every year. See before they, and after Halloween. Yeah, absolutely. Go after for sure. Oh yeah, because you can get like a camouflage full body suit for five dollars. Five dollars, and just wear it. And just wear it randomly one day, and you know, have your weird friend take a picture of you and post it on facebook but i go i go every year and before and after halloween and i have never seen that before so that's that's a hot item i mean something that's brand new new thing so i'm i'm curious to see what the severed choices next year (laughs) severed kardashians i think you may be on to something there bingo there you go. Make a million dollars. I'm going to go on Shark Kim Kardashian I'm going to go on Shark Tank <laughs> with that. Come on, Severed Mark Cuban. Kirk. You know it's going to take off. He'll be like, hey, this is perfect, man, but I'm going to need 10%. <laughs> I think he'll make you an offer. I think he will. Those other stiffs won't, but I think he will. Stiffs. They are, man. They're like, uh, this is just way too risky. Like that, Those idiots wouldn't invest in DDP yoga, which surprised the hell out of me because that's yeah, That's a really successful program. They're probably kicking themselves right now. Yeah, they didn't invest in that app. That's another show. That is another show. I but. am. I'm planning on passing out packages of ramen noodles this year for Halloween. Yes, there was a guy who used to be a salesman for Seven Up in my old neighborhood when I was a kid, and he passed out cans of pop. That was the house you wanted to go to. There was two houses you always wanted to hit. You wanted to hit 7-Up Guy's house. And the full-size full candy bar people? No, king-size candy bar oh, yeah. people. We had a king-size candy bar person, and that was that was where you went. Well, I'll tell you what. Everyone needs to take this advice. I mean, I, I don't know why people don't do this. People think you have to do trick-or-treating, take your kids around your neighborhood or the neighborhood next to you. Mm-hmm. If you know a little town or something close to you that is very well off, find out where their when their trick or treat is and take your kid there. I'm taking my nephew trick or treating in New Albany. Yeah, or Powell, <laughs> or Powell. Yeah, take him to Powell. Oh or my Powell. God, seriously! Holy shit! If you went in Dublin or Powell, yeah, holy shit! They will give you 19 snick- Snicker bars, all king sized, all frozen ones probably. Yeah, and a diamond ring. Yeah, you'll probably get yeah, you'll get a fucking Reese's and a Rolex. Yeah. They'll give you an Shit. apple with a package of like of razors, like Gillette Mach threes. <laughs> apple with that. <laughs> I can just see that. Hey, kid, you're gonna need this someday. Here, just don't, take this. Don't put it in the apple, kid. Don't put it don't put it. <laughs> Whoops. I, I oh, missed a close shave there, Jimmy. And you know, I I real I, I wanna know. Since we're talking about this, and I, we're yeah. going to have a Halloween show, so we can talk about it a lot more. Yep. Off the top of your head, what was your favorite costume you ever wore trick-or-treating? Oh, man. Um, I have always tried to be really creative with my costumes, and I fail at it every year. Just like, I give up at the last minute. I'm like, fuck this. Uh, where's the, you know, I'll just wear like a paper bag or whatever. 
Um, do you remember? I don't know if you remember this, but there was this guy at a golf tournament. He was just he was like cigar guy. There was okay. this, there was this yep. guy. It was cigar guy. Yep. And he had the ponytail yep. with the wig with the mustache and the cigar. Um, I went as him one year. This was the costume I had the most fun with because nope. I went as him. I put on a fake mustache. I got myself a wig and I tied it into a ponytail and I had the cigar out of my mouth. And he was just like, he was just standing randomly. And then he created a meme about it that year. And he was like in the background of every single like photo that was posted on the internet. Right. I was that guy for Halloween. So I was in the background of everybody's pictures just standing there with a cigar <laughs> in my mouth. And that was one I had the most fun with. Now, what about your childhood? My childhood? I don't really remember many costumes from my childhood. I guess I would say if I was a teenager, um, I went as the Scream Stalker. Like, three, like the Scream guy. Yeah, Ghostface. Ghostface. Like, three years from in Wu-Tang. a row. From Wu-Tang. I got, I got use out of that costume. Did you? Yeah. I went, I went as that guy three years in a row and just scared the shit out of people. When I was younger, I went... Um, the- I remember a couple, two off the top of my head, because I was of the generation when I was a little kid mm-hmm. in the late 70s where they had the plastic masks. Yeah. And with the little string rubber band going around your oh, head. Oh, yeah, those two. And the, yeah, the plastic suits. Mm-hmm. I had a uh, Gene Simmons. Huh. And it had like a super long tongue. And I'm a little really? kid with a Kiss Gene Simmons <laughs> Halloween costume. But aside from that, when I was a little bit older, I went as Hulk Hogan. Oh, cool. And that was my favorite. I've been Hulk Hogan. I've been Hulk Hogan twice. I had the Hulkamania bandana, mm-hmm. or the, the headband. Mm-hmm. I had a Hulk Hogan. It was a mask. I had a mask. I wore an American-made t-shirt. I have always wanted to find that shirt. Yeah, I had one. I had wow. an American-made t-shirt, and I wore it. And that's the one I really remember. And if I would have known, he would be later be a racist, I wouldn't have worn it. There actually now and I've had some time to think about it. I've thought of two that I've had. Um, one year I was the Red Power Ranger. <laughs> what color were you? The red one. Okay. The Red Power Ranger. Yeah. Um, and then that was actually a costume that was made by my stepmom. She was very artsy craftsy, but I didn't like her. She was a bitch. But I was like, thanks. For Every the family whore. has one. I was like, thanks for the co- the, the costume whore. I was, um, <laughs> wow. um, and then, uh, I also went, this was really weird. I don't know why my mom just didn't buy me a Batman outfit. Did she make you one? No, <laughs> no. This was around the time when Batman returns came out and I was not one of the main characters. She bought me the, she bought me an outfit. It was one of the penguins that had one of the fucking rockets strapped to its oh back. Oh my God. And that's what you were. That's what I were. That's, <laughs> that's what I were. That's what I, I wore. I mean, that's what I wore. That's what I wore. It's getting late, folks. It's, almost, it's like it's like almost eleven. Um, yeah, that's what I wore that year. It had an inflatable rocket that velcroed to my back. Success, right there. Yeah. Is there any pictures out there? Nope. That sucks. There are no pictures of me in this outfit. There's no proof of this videotape where I start in a commercial for the local Ford dealership. None of that stuff exists. Nothing from I don't really I have hardly any documentation from my childhood. I don't know where it all went. There's like no pictures and nothing. It's no like videos. you just showed up like ten years ago. Yeah, it's kinda like I was born yesterday, which I do feel like sometimes. <laughs> so do I. 
You know. So yeah, not only do I have to figure out what I'm doing for Halloween, I gotta figure out what I'm doing for my birthday. <sighs> Give people the, the only reason I'm thinking about it is because you know people are like, "What are we doing for your birthday? You're turning thirty. and I'm like, "All right, fine. I guess I'll do something." I'd like to be involved in it somehow. You will be involved in it. Maybe. I don't know. You will be. I know I'm old and, you know, not much fun anymore. But we're going to okay. do something on on a Friday night. Okay. On that Friday of my the day of my actual birthday, you and I and like Tracy and, you know, kind of our peeps are going to, you know, we'll all go out and do something. Like I want to do like a two-day thing, so Cause I'm, I got like four straight days off, man. Um, if I'm going, I'm going hard in the paint. All right, like Chris Mullen. Um, <laughs> so, so like Friday night, I figure like we go out, we like we do something cool. All right, because I'm having like then the Cleveland friends are coming down. We're doing like a joint birthday party with my friend Brian from Cleveland and stuff like that. And so I'm that's like, just, right. that's just gonna be a drunk fest. That that's gonna be a shit show, and that'll end up at a stripper place. Possibly, it will. It will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to figure that out too. So, all right. October's a fun month. We'll talk more on the Halloween show about Halloween. Go figure. And, How about uh, that? Next week, um, we're going to have somebody on. It will be a person. And if you, that may or may not be in entertainment, check on, um, our Facebook and our Twitter and we will announce who it is probably within the, around the probably this weekend. Yeah, the Facebooks and the Twitters. So always us uh, follow us at Barely Alive Show. I am at Kyle Barely Alive now for the uninformed. Apparently, people have been trying to get a hold of me on Twitter, and they and I changed it, and nobody realized it. So shows you how popular I am. Um, and then you're at three sixteen BCS, and we also have the face the Barely Alive uh, Facebook page, and we are also on SoundCloud.com. And soon to come, I know we've been talking about this for a while. We're actually going to give it a good, sh- a good fair shot this week. We're going to try to get our YouTube channel established. <laughs> uh, no videos just yet. We're just going to try and post audio, uh, but still support the page because we will be diving into the video world uh, sooner rather than later. And we're still working on our MySpace. Yes. And our, um, our Zoom account. Yes, our Zoom page. Um, and maybe we'll get on CD Baby. And it'll just be, uh, you know, a barely alive uh, snippets. And if you want to get a hold of me, just hit up my pager. Yeah. Hit up his pager. Um, you can uh, dial me collect. That's fine. Um, or you can use 1010220. That works. We actually talked about that in training today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. So uh, we appreciate you listening. As always, um, thank you so much again to Vincent M. Ward. And we will catch you guys next week. Thanks a lot. Bye. See ya.